Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to this week's episode of Hollow Weekly. Nick and George here talking about the brown, the the Green Knight. <laughs> Subliminal. The, the doo doo night. <laughs> wow. You're it's putting your cards on the table all at once. I love it. So, what, what do you hate this movie? Are you mad at this movie? Are you disappointed with this movie? Um, Tell me your emotional state with the Green Knight. Comatose. You're. <laughs> You thought you were getting amped up. Go with those. No, I just I just <laughs> jump off the ridge. No, I was really okay. So for those who don't know, the Green Knight, yes, based off some old ass thing. It was such a good story. They remained anonymous. <laughs> just kidding. They have no idea. Who wrote it. That's what everything. It's was. it's considered one of the jewels of English literature of that time. <clears throat> it's a like it. Think Beowulf. It's basically Beowulf. Yeah, and I I thought we were going to get like a hero's. Nice hero's journey. We were so excited for this movie. I thought it was going to rock. Like the let's trailer. let's let's set the base for anyone left who doesn't know us. We, we like a twenty four movies generally. One of your favorite horror movies of modern times is Hereditary. I love The Witch. We're mm-hmm. not anti a twenty four. We're not anti slow burn. We're not nope. anti personal shopper. We fought for over and over and over again. We so we're not from that weird. list of, from that list of movies. I love David Lynch. For that list of movies, you we going into this, we expected to love it and. Oh man, I'm still mad. I'm still, I'm still mad. It was just, I don't even know where to begin with this review because, like, I'm, I'm so like, I remember the, I remember first seeing about it and being like, oh, this looks like a great, you know, fantasy adventure story. Like it, and then, and then like I kind of disappeared and then it came back. I think it got pushed from COVID. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, dude, the Green Knight comes out this month. And this was even like last month. I was like, oh man, I have to wait a whole other like, you know, mm-hmm. two months to like, you know, see, see this movie and then. Last night, <laughs> I was like, "Today's today's the day." Today's the day we're gonna. So, um, one thing here is that it was first time in a theater, so that was fun. We were getting excited going into it, right? Mm-hmm. And then, I think one of your like literally ur text horror movies, like one of your foundational horror movies, is Sleepy Hollow. So let's get personal for like a second. We were watching this movie, and there is an amazing. By the way, we're gonna spoil. The shit out of this. Spoilers, nothing happens in the movie, but like we're <laughs> yeah, going to spoil sure. the nothing that happens anyway. So if you're just, you know, if you haven't seen it, go, go, don't see it some more and then come back. So, but here's the thing. The, 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 the I was excited to get started with it. And then I, my review of the, the story is an A minus, right? Like this is right. one of the great stories. This is one of those stories where you, you know you had when you have the idea like i should put a guy in a suit and make it give him like superman powers but it'll be made out of iron and i'll call him iron man like once you have the idea you're like oh my god it's a winner i gotta go with it right this when you have a story where someone walks in challenges you to a to a fight lets you hit them for free you get aggressive about it and behead them like i'm gonna put a stop to this so they can't retaliate me and they pick up their own head and say i'll see you in a year and I'm going to do the same to you and then leave. And the person's left on the hook waiting for a year to get the beheading come back to them. Winner, like winning story out of the gate. Right. That. And even, even taking like that, that idea, like your imagination runs well. Like I, I thought, I thought this would be, well, first of all, I didn't, I didn't read the right. 500 AD. Whenever right. It, this it was 900 years old is what it is. Okay. So like I was expecting like there to be like some sense of dread into like the build up of this thing because mm-hmm. like clearly once you chop someone's head off and they pick it up and they're like you got yourself a date mm-hmm. in 365 days, there the clock's ticking. Yep. And 
none of that was there. There was no dread about it. like yeah, the ring energy should have come in seven days like that. Yeah, and, and then the time comes and he's like, "What do I got? Like five days? Okay, I'm out." <laughs> just like <laughs> rides off, and I'm like, "What?" There was like no dread <laughs> leading up to this right. at, at, at all. Right. The did the movie look amazing? Yes. In parts, all of it. Parts. In parts, okay. So I mean, there's like a hand. I mean, there's like, I'm sure. I'm sure if like you put a gun in my head, I could find like 20 awesome like shots. So it looked better than the average movie. Okay. That. that, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That I because I was struggling. Anyway, the personal part is I got sad because I know you love Sleepy Hollow, and there's this amazing shot of the beheaded guy riding off on the horse, and I was so ready for this movie to be great, and then. And then that was it. That was the only good moment until kind of the end. So, so, but this is like that's a like a shotgun takedown of this movie. Let me let me get a little sniper about this, okay. right? So, here's what I think is going on. I think that um, th- this this is a takedown of what the original story stood for, which is kind of like patriarchy, misogyny, and then chivalry honor it's it's this 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 is coming from the point of view of that stuff is is old and and was never accurate anyway so we're gonna deconstruct it and take it apart right kind of like troy did with like achilles the brad pitt character is kind of awful (laughs) for for most of that movie until the end right so like um it but even worse this is like a takedown of it the the, here's the interesting kernel that i think was happening that led i think might have led everything astray here right david lowry the director i think he thought to himself let's let me do like the college dorm version of this right you're high you're in a college dorm we're just talking about this right so that version of it goes like this i'm david lowry so what if like you read these stories and all these people who like go on these adventures and come back and they're like, I slayed the dragon and I like did whatever. What if they were just making all this up? What if when they went out, they just got lost. Then they ate some mushrooms. Then they hallucinated something happened. Then they got hit on by another guy. Then they felt ashamed. They got hit on by a guy in the middle ages. So then they came back and they were like, I was a spell where I had to swap kisses, <laughs> like whatever. Right. And then did you kill the green knight? Oh, yeah. Beheaded the crap. Oh, yeah. Out. Right, yeah, right, right, exactly. Here's his ax that you found in like the mossy, whatever. So he's saying they were all making this heroism shit up and then storytelling it into greatness. And I'm going to I'm going to strip it bare and show you the man behind the curtain. That's what I think this movie was trying to do. Right. The problem is, is that Wizard of Oz would have blown if it was an hour and 45 minutes of watching the wizard play with levers behind the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that is such an easy target. That's not the big target they think it is. No one really has to take down chivalry in 2021. Honor is having a bad decade <laughs> Honor's already. <laughs> like, these are easy, easy targets. This target, David Lowry saw Honor dragging itself down the sidewalk, gut shot, and he looked at it and he goes, this motherfucker, I want to go take this guy down. And he went over with an axe and beheaded Honor. But, like, dude, it was bleeding out. All right. Like, I don't get what made anyone think that they needed this level of investment and storytelling craft to make that simple a point. And the only other point I can detect in there is like in Moby Dick, 
there's a chapter called the whiteness of the whale it's legendary to be like the scariest the most awful chapter in that book where a lot of brutal things happen it's because the the whale is blank it's a blank wall and it terrifies ahab that blankness he he could deal with anything but that he hates the idea of just no features just this acreage of white bone and flesh heading towards you to maul you with no eyes to read no purpose for why it's doing it right so like there's a part in this movie where they try to do that but with green so david lowry hates the color green right there's a whole kind of amazing speech uh, in there about green yeah right but those are the only two points I can detect this movie. Is chivalry and honor weren't what they were cracked up, <laughs> cracked up to be? <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure we figured out already. And then, right, like, The Departed, we're, we're, like, crowdfunding to get the obvious rat metaphor out of it. But mm-hmm. we have two hours of obvious metaphor here in this. Can I crowdfund to remove, like, 98% of the running time of this movie out? That would be great. That would, my, but does that make sense? That's that's what I think was happening. That's I think what the movie was trying to do, and I don't know why I thought it needed all that space. It should have tried to do a lot of other things, but it seemed to only be interested. Well, I in think that. I think instead of doing all the other things that would have made it interesting, because I, I you know Alex and I read a review where he the that reviewer said he did a poor job at stringing things together, which I agree with. Like okay. Um, it felt like he went with like a style over substance kind of view. There's a lot of pretty shots in the movie, but you could show me a frame of this movie and be like, come up with your own story. Or like, what do you think's happening in the story? Mm -hmm. And it's going to be more interesting than what happened in the movie. Necessarily because nothing happens in the movie. Right. Yeah. But, and, and I feel like there was a lot of like, it felt like, they were doing cool cinematography for cool cinematography. Like, I don't see how any of it was really right. But this movie carries itself like it's super innovative. So remember nocturnal animals, that movie I showed you with the the opening that no one ever forgets. Yeah. Like that movie actually does what this movie is trying to do. Not perfectly. That movie is also flawed, but that movie is what this movie is trying to do. There will be blood. Did everything this movie did. And then a hundred other things this movie didn't. Well, it's funny you bring that up. So with people listening, these past two weeks, I have been having Nick's summer movie extravaganza, mm-hmm. and I have a zero dud policy. <laughs> I am not allowed to watch it. There's no That's right. duds. And I'm going to try to go through the list here, and I'll, and I'll Do wrap it. this around. So in this order, I think this is the order I've watched everything in. I started with There Will Be Blood. Mm-hmm. Then I watched, I believe, Fargo. Then I watched Boogie Nights. Then I watched, funny you mentioned The Departed. I watched The Departed. Mm-hmm. And then, what did I watch of that? We watched uh, Predator. And then uh, another round with Mads Nicholson, which was the Oscar nominee one last year. And, and then uh, uh, Patton. Mm-hmm. And then what was the last one we watched? Unfor- Unfor- Unforgiven. Unforgiven. All great movies. All and Unforgiven is the anti-Western, just like this movie is the anti-fantasy movie, but Unforgiven is actually good. But I've, so I have, I just watched like a bunch of like undoubtedly That's well-known masterpieces. That's unfortunate for this movie. <laughs> uh, masterpieces. <laughs> right. And 
you, you, I could sit there and I could watch them and like take it in and then like I keep using the phrase like chewing on it like there's there's enough to chew on afterwards like I I've thought a lot about Patton after watch Patton I thought a lot about Unforgiven after watched uh, Un- Unforgiven and the whole time we were watching The Green Knight I was just thinking like I, I was trying to find something to chew on mm-hmm. and I was like I can't find anything mm-hmm. and like why is that like the shit like I like uh, the the actors in the movie are all good actors excellent uh, it's shot. Like there's a lot of very pretty shots in it. Excellent eye for for visuals. But like it felt like they were doing these slow. There's also a lot of stretches in the movie where like nothing happened and no one talk. Nothing. No one talks. Which like there will be blood had a lot of that. Um, but like whenever they do it though, like it, there's a lot more purpose and like the things that are happening on screen are. You're eight, there's so much information coming at you visually with this film. There's nothing. And before that nothingness was more nothingness. So y- you have no substance to chew on during these long, what are pretty shots, which normally if, if there was a great story and interesting things were happening when they did that shot, like I thought the shot when he was in the forest and the camera spins and mm-hmm. he's dead and spins mm-hmm. back around, he's there. I just thought that was, I don't think the film earned that moment. Right. Like there was That's a no- good way to put it. There was nothing before that when I was like, oh, yeah, because if he doesn't do this, then he'll end up dead or something, something, something. Like, no, the movie had to do it because yeah. nothing was happening. And the movie right. was determined that nothing was allowed to happen. So the only way anything could happen is if it was a fake-out dream sequence a la Halloween 2, Rob Zombie version. And yeah. they, they needed to do it or the movie would have been worse. <laughs> Which is hard to... Really, but my, 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 my point is I... Just I am hot off watching mm-hmm. classics. Yes, great movies. That when the movie cool. ended, every time one of these movies ended, like I would let the music play mm-hmm. at the end of it, and I just could sit there and think about what I just watched, and like you know, what's the meaning of all? Like you know, what not necessarily what's the meaning, but like part. I mean, part of it is, but also part of it just in, like letting it simmer. Like when the pasta sauce is done, you just kind of mm-hmm. let it simmer there, and you know, the kitchen smells great, and you know, it's just it's just a nice vibe to be in. And I just was sitting there going, like, am I fucking stupid? Like, is no. there something that I'm not getting? Because a lot of these other people are raving this movie. Okay, well, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. But let me, let, me, let me see, because I think this is really going to illustrate what you're saying, right? I remember on the rewatch of There Will Be Blood With You, there's a moment where, um, even though it's not a fast-moving movie for most of it, there was a moment where we were Daniel was traveling in a train and it was going on for a minute. Like it was shots of train. Like right. And I was like, well, the scene before he had been really awful to his child. He had also been really good to. And I was like, wait, wait, I got to figure out what is this guy's relationship? Is he using his kid to drum up business or does he love his kid or both? And the movie started doing something. I'm like, wait, wait, I got to figure this out. And then it was like a train sequence. I'm like, oh, I appreciate that. I'll just hang out here and you do your thing for 20 seconds while I catch up and think about what I, in this movie, if you tried to do that, it would go like this. It would go, <laughs> it would go, Oh, <laughs> he's on a horse. He's traveling. It's going to be five minutes of shots of him traveling. So I got to catch up on what happened last. Let me see. Am I, do I think an hour and 50 minutes for now that <laughs> he's, he's going to give gonna, him a bell? Right. Right. But an hour and 50 minutes now, do I think he's going to turn out to be a great and honorable night? Probably not. 
Okay, wait, he's still traveling? Okay, what else can I think about? Wait, what else did the movie give me to think about? Is he an honorable guy? No, probably not. Does he have the five virtues he, that make him? Probably not, right? Like, there's nothing There's nothing there. In the other movies, when you hit slow moments, they've, like, camel-humped you, where you have extra things to think <laughs> about to get you through, like, the whatever, right? Even if you can't appreciate it for the visual whatever, they've given you something else. But this movie is not doing that, and it's not doing it on purpose. This movie is masochistic. This movie wants to be in pain. It wants you to be in pain. It wants you to laugh at it. It wants you to hate it. Well, my wallet's in pain. (laughs) (laughs) And I would kind of respect it if you could pull that off. I feel like in a mainstreamish way, parts of seven were doing that. Parts of seven were like, we don't want you to watch, but you're going to feel like the, the people who are getting tortured, who can't eat when they want to and can't get out of bed when they want to and can't fight back when they want to. We're going to put you in that position. It's going to feel awful, but you're going to love it. And then you feel awful and you're like, but I kind of love this. Right. And this movie was like, we're going to make you think that everything is absurd and green, which stands for life actually stands for death and honor, which stands for, you know, being honorable. It actually means deception and treachery. And like, and you're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Keep it coming. We'll get to the get to the interesting part. And then they're like, the end. And you're like, whoa, what happened? Yeah, I mean, I think if I if I had to say like something like good about the movie, I do think I the part I think I enjoyed the most is when he went to the Winfred, Winifred. Mm-hmm. That the the who's the girl in Harry Potter that he the ghost that lurks around the one in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It felt like that. Yes, yeah, yeah. something like that. Glory, I, I th- love light or some shit. I, I always, I always like. I, I, I never think there's enough skeletons in movies. Like mm-hmm. skeletons always look cool. Like my favorite part of The Shining is when at the end, Julia Ball sees like the lobby and like mm-hmm. they're just covered in cobwebs. Like that's cool. Mm-hmm. I like, I like skulls. Those are great. Totally, they always look good on movies. Totally. Um, but man, the scariest th- shot in this movie is a skeleton. It's the thing in the cage at the crossroads. Remember? Oh yeah, that was pretty swinging good. and that was awesome. Yeah, but that like the best non-green night shot in the movie. Yeah. The Green Knight itself was cool. He that was if great. you're gonna make me say something good about the movie, I'm gonna say the Green Knight. He was awesome every time. He was, he was the on dad the in the witch, right? And he was awesome every time he was on the screen. He was awesome. I also liked here. Let me. I'm not gonna fight with this movie. The movie fucking sucks. But let me let me pull out the things that that were good. One one was, I liked that the characters talked real occasionally. Right. Like the Green Knight would say something poetic and then he'd be like, all right, well, let's get to hacking. Yeah. And then I like Joel Edgerton with like he'd be like, so what's the meaning of life? And, and that, you know, the devil would be like honor. And he'd be like, are you asking me or telling me? Yeah. <laughs> right. Like they, they would all of a sudden talk real and then go back into poetese. And I did like when the movie was able to they do could that. They dip out right? and, and hit I, you with those. I thought moments. that was really good. I loved that the movie actually had fidelity to what it would have looked like to be in that world because nothing ever does. Like, the Tudors is set in the same world, but I can't buy enough lamps to make my house as bright as the Tudors do with two candles in their castle. In this movie, it's dark as shit in the side of the castles. It's terrifying on the on the steep spiral stairways. Like, it is what it was, right? Like, it's it's claustrophobic. It's damp. It's, it's, it's spare. It's intimidating that, like someone says, all right, you'll go off on a journey. You know, when you go out the door that you're going to be doing that for the next six months. Right. <laughs> right. Like I, the movie had fidelity to that, but, but all movies like that do unforgiven does Jesse, the Robert Ford, Jesse James, like the movies that are these slow burn type of movies. That's what they specialize in is like actually putting you in that world. That's not special anymore. No, no. And 
what sucks is I, I think like the beats and the rhythm of the movie are nice. It's just the story was so not interesting. Like, like the idea of the person leaves home and then like four or five things happen. And then like, you know, the typical, you mean the actual fucking story. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But like the beats of it, I thought that they they had like, if if you could just like, you know, if the movie was a fish tank, if you could just get rid of the water and fill it back up with different aquatic life, then (laughs) that's so good. Then, then you have something really great, but they just, you know, filled it full of, you know, (laughs) shitty fish or whatever. Fuck. I don't know what what kind of metaphor. And one floating head, which was, was, which was okay that was kind of cool yeah i mean i you know and i not i will i want to get to this when we're done with the green knight mm-hmm. uh because my last episode i talked about how much i hated fear street 94 yes and i haven't even told you this This is fucking fresh oh, for everyone shit so well let, we here. can be done with green knight I, I don't really know what to add to it i just there's it nothing huge to, disappointment but oh, oh i got i got one yeah, more i got yeah, one go more thing uh so i went I, my favorite thing is you know i'm not big on reddit but like yeah. i like the movie discussions the weekend stuff comes out because it's there's a lot of great discussions. i was gonna make there. you say this yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and so one person uh did a review who talked about in the i guess in the story the knights have five points of pointed shields and supposed to be the five virtues mm-hmm. that make you a knight. And he explained all of that and filled me in and the other commenters of like where those virtues were in the movie. And obviously it was like, you know, with the head and with the castle obviously. and the things are, um, and they all meant their, their own things. But the way that that Redditor, I forget, I should look up his username because mm-hmm. anyways, his review was better than the movie. Right. I understood more, and I was right. I was actually moved by him telling. Right. I'm me, seeing tweets where I'm like, I wish I had seen that movie because that sounds lovely. <laughs> well, you and, and you actually said something interesting too. Like, um, and I, I I sort of thought this. I was like, I was like, am I getting like the witched for people who didn't like the witch? And then you came out and you said like, this is how people who watched and hated the witch felt. Yep. And where we, we were the few we people got, who liked it, and everyone else hated it. But but they were really hated it. Like they were miserable. They were trying to get it out of their eyes. Right? Yeah, like I remember the girls next to me when Susan which ended. They're like that sucked. And my head was like, "What are you stupid?" <laughs> right, exactly. And then Green exactly. Knight ends, and I'm like, "Maybe I'm stupid." <laughs> Speaking of, we should throw in that our audience also hated it. Did they? Uh, they absolutely hated it. The witch. No, this movie. Oh, good. You guys rock. <laughs> no, no, this movie. No. Oh, not in our, our theater. In our theater, they liked it. Their audience hated it. So, oh yeah, Jenny everyone, heard people talking yeah. like, "I want two hours of my life back." The people next to us were laughing at scenes that were supposed. Yeah, when we went outside, I could see the people like crowd. It was like it was. It felt like it was nice. First of all, it was nice to like walk outside and see everyone talking about a movie. <laughs> totally, totally. But like, there was one point in time when Alex was like, "What kind of white boy bullshit was that?" Like, you know, <laughs> right, totally. and I saw the guy across from us like kind of look at us and. You could just tell that he agreed. Yeah, to- yeah <laughs> and I was to- like, "My to- people, <laughs> this to- is this is great." We all hated this. To- well, yeah, and the the thing that made me sad was if there was just open derision. Like people were openly laughing at things that were supposed to be like dramatic or reveals or whatever. Yeah. And people just found it comical. There's a few actual. There's an cars. actual hilarious money shot in this movie that you told you missed that I missed. Yeah, you had walked out and like by happenstance. You, you, you missed you missed the uh, the jerk off scene. Because I right, I didn't know any spoilers about this movie. Yeah, the girl. Long. He has that sash on. And that's what he ended up splooging over. Was right. it, he gets it on the thing, yeah, and yeah. then he looks over, and that grandma that has the blindfold was there the whole time while he was getting his, his sure. 
you know, right. his rod polished. So Shakespeare was doing that 400 years ago. Matter of <laughs> fact, the story's 900 years old. So like, that's what I'm saying is the people who are Tell really am, 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 like amazed by this movie, I feel like I'm listening to the reviews and there's reviewers I respect, like really like, and they're like, I'm begging you to go see this movie. It's such a that NPR podcast, yeah, like the LA people. Yeah, it's such a. There, she's like, it's such a creative twist on the story. Or the knight isn't doing the things you expect, and honor and chivalry. I'm like, I know, I know. They didn't even believe that shit then. Like the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, and I'm done with this after this. But this is selling them so short. Like Shakespeare wrote a play called Troilus and Cressida. Troilus and Cressida is a takedown of the whole Trojan War romantic myth of it. Like a purposeful takedown. Right. Achilles kills Hector in this in the in Shakespeare's play by stabbing him in the back in the dead of night and then telling everyone he beat him in a heroic duel. And no, it's not, it's not even true. He has his like bodyguards chop him down <laughs> after he stabs him in the back and wounds him. Like nothing happens the way it's supposed to happen with honor and like whatever. This takedowns have already happened so many times. I don't. I don't know. I don't like. I. That's the thing is. It, there was so much built on something that is so so clearly already established. Yeah, like, they, I don't understand. I, I. I don't know if this makes sense. But I'm just gonna throw it out there. See yeah. if it, see if it sticks. But like, I felt like maybe it was because of when I watched this. Like I, mm-hmm. yeah, it was early, early, early twenties. Uh, but like, I felt like I learned more about like. I don't know, stepping into the occasion of life through, like, drive. Yes. Like, at the end, when that song plays real yes. human being, real hero, and he, like, gets stabbed, but yes. he, like, does everything to help Drive carry. is an excellent parallel to this movie. Because Drive's abstractly trying to make a sort of complex point about abstract things like what are your responsibilities to other people and, like, how the bad you do gets on you and on the people around you. And like, I mean, yeah. Cause the green, I tried to do that with that flashback at the end totally. and all that bad, but I think drive just did whatever that was supposed to do way better. Right. Or like no country for old men. So like in no country for old men, the moment, the, the meaning, the, the green speech that happens in the green night, the two minute, <laughs> like all the things that green stands for that had some really good tr- turns of phrases in it but went on way too long and was way too repetitive that but again i think it's on purpose because i think this movie paced itself like grass growing on purpose to fuck with us on purpose i'm telling you that's what this movie's doing but yeah. anyway no country for old men that that version of that that two and a half minute green speech is taken care of in one line it's two lines it's when the when javier bardem goes to to josh brolin's wife and then and then she goes, you don't have to do this. And he's like, everybody says that. And she's like, yeah, but he's like, you have to call the coin. I can't call it for you. She's like, it's not the coin. You're making the call. <laughs> it's you. That's it. That point is on par with any point that was made in Green Knight in 30-minute blocks. Yeah. And they did it in two seconds over here. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I don't understand. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's. I, 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 all I, and the way I, I, I want to end my yeah. review for it is I'm just like immensely disappointed. Like, yes. I thought this movie was going to like move me and be like, you know, just, uh, you know, I, I thought I was, I was going to connect or with grow it. on you like personal shopper or something else. Or like Moss, which is green. <laughs> in the green Fuck me. <laughs> the no, puppet show in the movie was better than the, the movie. puppet show was better. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, 
now let's let's go to Fear Street. Switch gears, yes. So I hate. Surprise me! I had no idea. This well, was... well, okay. So since we since we last time we recorded, I went on a rampage saying how Alex and I. You hated watched it. the first one, yeah, but since, not the other two. Since then, well, I've only watched seventy. We're gonna watch the last one tonight. Okay. Um, but since then, you watched all of them. Yes. What did you think of? Oh my God! This episode should have been about this if we were gonna do this because this is. I know this is... this is great. This trilogy is magnificent. Did you? How did okay so one to one because I can only match mm-hmm. you for the first two steps and mm-hmm. then um, well, we're gonna watch the third one tonight and I kind of totally first of all let me just get this out of here second one I loved yeah I absolutely but tell me tell me why because you didn't like the verse so the what, what changed so from from the get mm-hmm. the characters were far more interesting like I thought they were I thought okay. they made they, I don't know if it was because I thought they were better actors or they were better written because it was written by this the same right. uh, duo. Um, I thought the characters were more interesting. I, they were more believable. Okay. Um, but also, I think the setting really helped. So, the, I think I talked about in the review is like you never really get a sense of like what this town is or anything like that. True. When you're at a summer camp, it's pretty easy to get a hold of. There's you totally. know the there's the bunks, there's the mess hall, there's even know, Final Girls, which is relatively generic, gave you like a it's pretty easy yeah. to right. And one of my favorite comedies of all times is Wet Hot American Summer. Right. I fucking love great, great movie. that movie. And right. I love the Netflix TV series. Mm-hmm. So I instantly I got... That, um, oh, it's, dude, it's so... I, <laughs> David Wayne. Like, if there's one non-horror director to have on the show, it would be David Wayne. Like, that guy... Oh, first of all, first of all, he's hilarious. But his, te- like, his technical things, like... Because mm-hmm. those movies have, like, huge casts. Like, totally. Like, huge casts. Uh, they shoot a bunch of scenes... It'll be like two actors in the same room, but they shoot the scene with the close-ups. That's completely crazy. different days, and it's somehow they just can they just do it. It's right. crazy to jump. And they, when they cut it, like like you feel like, anyways, as, on the technical aspect, yep. it, it blows your mind. Um, but there's this, so number one characters I thought were more interesting. Okay. Um, they also uh, and what's weird is I don't, knowing that some of them are the ones that we're gonna see. That we saw in 1974, like mm-hmm. uh, the the officer, mm-hmm. the lady that they go to the movie in the in the beginning, mm-hmm. like I I don't think that really mattered because one it's totally different actors of them in a totally different part of their life, totally. but they were better, and I and okay. I, I I don't know if I can ex- did it do the thing where it told you five times what you were supposed to know, like you hated no it that first. so I hated that they did not they did not do that no they didn't they did and there was the so two things that really jumped out at me was there was. And I don't know if I can describe this. I, I, I was thinking about this in the show. Like, how am I going to describe this in the show? But there was a few scenes where they were just talking. One of them was, like, when they were um, getting ready to – it was right before they announced the capture of the flag. For some reason, the way they were shooting them, having their dialogue, really reminded me of, like, how Wes Craven would shoot a scene like that. Okay. And I don't know how to describe it because I just watched this Joe Blow – I think his name's Joe Blow. He's a horror movie. I think he's yeah, a big yeah. movie director movie. Yep. But he has a horror thing. And he did one on Wes Craven's Curse, which is Wes Craven's werewolf movie. That I had no idea existed. I saw the um, I saw part of it. And what was interesting about it was like imagine like you have Wes Craven, but then you like take away his budget, you take away some time, and you give him right. the actors you don't want. It's like giving a Then you uh, have Flash Thoughts of the Love. <laughs> <laughs> but but the way but like the way they were like showing like some of the scenes in there, you could see someone like a chef and having all the ingredients he needed to make his masterpiece dish and because it like stripped Wes Craven of like what makes him great I was able to see like what made him great in this Mm -hmm. and I don't know how to describe it it was just the way that they shot it like it was it was it was very um I don't I guess it was crystal clear I think you might be 
filling in some reasons that to, I think you're right. Obviously it's your opinion, but like my, I also think that you and Alex particularly are susceptible like your antenna are too good because you're really internet savvy and really pop culture savvy and all that stuff to get tricked. I think a lot of the first two hours was set up a lot for 94 for everything else. I, okay. I heard someone say reviewing one episode of these three of this trilogy, it would be like reviewing a chapter of a book, right? It'd be like reading half of the stand and coming on and doing a podcast review and being like, Man, the stand is really exciting, really well written, but this Randall Flag gets away with everything all the time. It's so annoying. This motherfucker is anyone ever going to stop him? Probably not. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? like you haven't read the whole book, so like you're not reviewing the book. You're only reviewing what you have at hand. And I think this is is a lot of this was like the Olympics gymnasts how they stick the landing right? yeah and the landing here is really like the last 40 minutes of the of the thing of the six hour block and i think a lot of that was f- hidden and front-ended in the first and i and i just don't i think that bumped you guys the wrong way and that's fair because it's structurally a little weird this trilogy is weird in a structure but, there's- but when it pays off you're gonna see I'm really that it's like knives out. It's gonna be like whatever, and then all of a sudden, because you loved, like you watched them, and I then loved it was just this. like I my, and I love I love it in reverse order. The last one is my favorite. The metal one's my second favorite. The first one's my least favorite. But I really do think of it kind of like Twin Peaks: The Return style. I think of it as just one big story, right? Right, not like broken up like that. The it, it chapter one and chapter two, I feel like, are truly broken up. You can see, you could watch all five whatever hours of it in a row and have like a mega journey. But I think you can watch them in those blocks. I don't think this one you can. I don't know why. I mean, they had to release it in those time blocks, obviously. But I think this would be best served just watching front to back as as a thing. And I think it's excellent. I don't think it's the greatest thing ever done. I don't think it's really particularly scary or like whatever. But I do think that it's, it's the one thing... The, since we're doing so much literature on this podcast, Samuel Johnson, who was like a ancient literary critic, um, he said, it's got to have life in it, damn it, before anything else. It's got to have life, right? Yeah. So like it has all the technical and the storytelling wizardry or whatever, but there is something really alive in there that is dynamic and interesting and a little unpredictable. Well, Gr- great energy to it. So like I didn't, I didn't buy the relationship in the first one. Like mm. there was just something that felt kind of dead between the two. Mm. Like they just didn't. I could, I couldn't believe that like they were like really madly in love with each other. It just felt like, hey, they're in a relationship and you're supposed to bite you dumb motherfucker. Right. But like the sisters, like mm-hmm. I believe that relationship. And maybe it's an actor thing. I don't know because they're in the third one. So from what I saw in the preview, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they crush it. And 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 that they one. do actually. Yeah. So so yeah. but. So maybe it's just the writing or the setting, but one of the things that the movie in 94 did that annoyed me was they were like, hey, well, you want to know how it's in 1994? Set your watch for 30 seconds because we're going to play a song from the fucking 90s, you idiot. <laughs> right. And then they kept playing it. This one did a lot of 70s music, yep. but it didn't bump me this time. And I because you didn't live through some <laughs> but no, but the music was good. The music was good, and like I, you know, I, I I wonder if I would. I, so well, why did they hit you with those sixteen sixties hits, You're dude? Be- I, after the green night, if I get hit with a fucking loot, <laughs> I, I can't do any more loots or woodwind. <laughs> Just I can't fucking do it. 
And I, would, I don't want to see every time we laugh. That was, well, that's actually the best thing about the Green Knight is when we laugh. We kept talking about that Skittles commercial where that guy's like, berries and cream. They just, oh, like that's what we were like. If we right. see any more of that shit, right? Um, the music didn't bump me. The only thing that I thought was a little weird was how like they built like the mess hall and the bathrooms like on top of this complex cave system mm-hmm. <laughs> like when they were building it yes totally <laughs> i mean there are some weird things and some plot holes actually but that I, you know usually that could cause some trouble or whatnot but i think because this is clearly set in that ya chaotic mm-hmm. Like when I was their age, my head was such a jumbled mess that if it feels like a jumbled mess, I'm like, oh, I'm just in a teenager's head. Like, like there, there it is. Like you know, for some reason, it's less jarring when you're in their kind of uh, headspace while you're on the trip. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's kind of why a lot of those teen slashers work as well. You can you you can overlook some of the obvious. Like, why are you? Why are they not doing this? Because yeah. you're like, oh, well, everyone who's 17 is an idiot. Did you get any Wes Craven vibes from the second one? I did. And the thing is that if I had to try to sum up Wes Craven, I was thinking while you were saying it, it would be like something like polished humanity, right? There are directors who can really capture humanity, but they they have to get messy to do it. And then there's directors like Stanley Kubrick who are technically excellent, but their movies are a little cold. Wes Craven could get the humanity across and be spot on on all the polished shit as well. He had like a really unique skill set, like a really unique combination. And I, when this movie starts to pick up momentum, when this, when this, sorry, when this trilogy starts to pick up momentum at the end, and you see where it's headed, and you see how they're gonna lock in all of those loose pieces, and you realize that you're dealing with like a Swiss watchmaker, <laughs> and it's all kind of closing down to a really satisfying, you know, ending but they're still kind of messy and alive and making mistakes or whatever. It's that's why I, that I felt the Wes Craven thing you said was brilliant because it's got the same thing. It's like polished humanity. Does it make sense? Yeah. The second one to me was really wet, hot American summer directed by Wes Craven with Jason. <laughs> like, totally. Totally. That, right. 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 And, and it has to be because it's also dealing off archetypes and mythologies and like not in the Greek mythology, in the urban legend kind of, the way you know kids scare each other or well, slender man also i, I i'm shit. always kind of a sucker for like when a movie starts off and they're like and then i knew my the next day my sister was dead and i'm like well now i gotta watch it right. and then you see the sister and you're like that girl's gonna die right. and i don't know that kind of hook i i'm always kind of a, a sucker for right and if david lowry had done fear street you oh, would fuck. Have, you would add chapter titles for that it'd be like in which the sisters argue but it would have been in a font that i couldn't read <laughs> True, and fifteen times with the same words. Anyway, so, right. So I'm excited for you to they watch. They only that. did that once, though. Did you notice that? In they the did Green do Knight? that. They did do the repetition once, but, but they, they did the do... chapter title stuff a lot, which was. And then they were like, you know, we're, look how meta this is, whatever. I'm like, look how Princess Bride you are. Anyway, so, if <laughs> 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 you're real innovative, Billy Crystal was there before you, but congratulations. So. <laughs> Uh, I'm really excited to watch for you to watch the end of this because I think I I I think that if you if you if you'd binged it watching a row this one would have been a different experience for you than starting it hating it and then coming around to it because it really is a six hour movie but it's gonna be really interesting to see what you make of because I think they nail the whole last the last one is so good yeah 
I'm 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 actually looking forward to it. Like, we're gonna watch it tonight, and like I'm like really excited to go and check it out. And the other thing that this movie did was it introduced I and I love and I can't I I I don't remember the last time a movie did this was when it introduced the uh, the one couple uh, they were fucking and they were like they were the druggy couple mm-hmm. like they were the couple who was just always on on drugs mm-hmm. and when they came I was like um, I hate them. Like they like they're annoying. They like they took the book sure. from the girl, and immediately whenever you're watching a movie, like you, everyone kind of knows that there's a slasher on a summer camp. Like yeah. when you see anyone fucking or smoking pot, you're so like, obviously, you're like they're gonna get it. Yeah, uh, which was fun because it, some of them took a little longer than the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hated them. So, I hated the couple. I still hate the dude. But the, yeah, I don't like when they did they get that couple wrong. They got that couple wrong on one of the final destinations too, and it's and they got that couple wrong in Blair Witch too. And I don't like it whenever they they get it wrong. But they only temporarily got this one wrong. You'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but I but I but I ended up liking the uh, the druggy girl, like I, like I was rooting for her. like when she was. First of all, I would never in a million like I'm sorry. I probably just would have chose death. Like there's no way I'm climbing Pooh Mountain. To get out of there. That's the other thing. The girl, like, hears her sister <laughs> downstairs, and she sticks her head in the toilet. She's like, is that you? No one. No, no one, one does that. would stick their head in. No. no only someone who wants to give you that visual would make it a character do that. But and yeah. Mike Shyamalan's looking at his lips like, man, you got any diapers down there? Yeah, I thought of that. Um, but I ended up, I ended up like, rooting for her. And I thought, like, the whole, um, like, once they, uh, the, the, uh, the sister and the drug girl got caught in the cave like i mm-hmm. like that dynamic of cutting back and forth with them trying to deal with like the witch stuff and the killers up up top and then officer good uh or not previous you know young officer nick yes uh like sort of leading the camp just every every dynamic in it i thought was really dialed in on yep. this one it was because it's headed somewhere <laughs> I know, I can't that's what i'm saying is like you can feel it w- it's just like getting close to a destination when you're driving with your family and they're like sleeping in the backseat, but everyone's, everyone starts to stir and realize that they're close and, you know, get their shoes back out. You don't have to smell their feet anymore. Right. Exactly. Like this, this this show's doing that. You'll still like, I, but I I am, I am just like pleased as punch though, that like, and I don't like shit like this, right? Like I, strangely, I like scary stories to tell the dark, the booby. Okay. Enough. I would have given that like a, you know, C plus, but, um, but I was surprised because I usually don't like YA stuff. I didn't grow up with it. I don't. I'd never read a Goosebumps book or, a, or Fear Street or any of the other things. So I don't know. I didn't get. I didn't get any of this wave. But um, when it's really good or atmospheric or just you know authentically scarier than you'd expect it to be for that age group, like that that thing in the hallways in Scary Stories movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, but. This one brought like a like a whole different level of storytelling. It's 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 weird. It's more elaborate somehow than like Sabrina, right? But less. Um, it's less um, uh, charming. It's less charming than Sabrina, right? Yeah, um, I can see what you mean. But this one has its own energy that is just really unique and 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 kind of feels like they could go other places with this like this team if i had the same feeling when this ended that i had with host that zoom horror movie where i'm like i would trust these people to do something else even if it's unrelated because they're probably going to do something interesting with it right right no i but i'm excited we get to see what you think you're like parceling this out across episodes I know. Well, it's, I think it's. I think it's kind of nice because, like, I let ninety four marinate. Yes. 
and I just I couldn't have hated it more. Like I thought there was oh. a handful of cool things in there, and like the creature designs were cool, but everything else I thought was just so flat. I didn't care about the characters. I only cared about oh. the little brother. I thought he was the only interesting one because he kind of felt he kind of felt like his own little. He was moldery, kind of like you know he oh, he believed dumb. that something was out there, and yep. I I always like characters like that. Um, but man, never in a million years. Like if you three days ago, like if we time traveled and we came to me sitting in this office. And we're like, Nick, we have good news. Your tune is going to change on Fear Street. And the Green Knight, the movie you wanted to see, <laughs> you're going to fucking hate it. And I would be like, there's no way I come around on Fear Street and hate, and hate Green Knight. Right. And here I am liking but Fear you know, Street. And you know what else I like about this? I like that you just let it be what it's going to be. This is what you always wanted from Shudder's Creepshow. You wanted it to turn around. You wanted to... You wanted it. You wanted it. <laughs> yeah, but you were you were ready to accept it when it happened, and you were like, "That's what you were rooting for, right?" Like, yeah. And this one did it, which is which is not usual. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, so, so far, we'll see. You could hate the third one. We'll see what. I, well, you know, the, what's funny is we're going back to medieval, or not medieval. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kind of. Yeah, you're gonna hear a flute. Yeah, we're gonna hear some flutes. So. Can, can I know I'm really late to this party, I guess, but. Can I just real quick, because of you and thank you for it, is just rave up Primal for a second? Because Primal, oh, Primal was amazing. It's like I haven't, I've waited for the Alien one for you. But, like, it's amazing, right? And it's so Did um, you watch all the other ones? Unique. Most of them. I okay. think I missed one somehow. But, like, but it's it's... It's so unique, and even though it's... Rep- the beats are a little repetitive. Like, you know in an episode when something's going to... It shouldn't go on again, but you know, absolutely know it's going to happen again. So, like, for everyone listening, I'm going to I'm going to sell this show to you. Yes. So yeah. this show is called Primal. You can it, the whole thing is on. It's an Adult Swim show. Yep. You can watch the whole thing on Adult Swim or uh, HBO Max. It is written. It's by the Samurai Jack guy, mm-hmm. and I never watched Samurai Jack, but I always knew of. Wait, I thought I was late to this. Sorry to interrupt just real quick. Is this like no uh, been out for a while? Is this a really popular thing? This is this, this is relatively new. This oh, is relatively so it's not known. I thought it was really known. Okay, go ahead. It's not like so. I mean, it's I adult. didn't set it up because I thought everyone knew about this besides me. No, no, no. <laughs> so it's and I've only seen a few TikToks about it, and that's oh, how oh, that's how sure, I okay. found it. So it is about a it's tooth or no spear and fang. Mm-hmm. Basically, a caveman befriends a T Rex. Mm-hmm. And they're just living their life. And each story, it's kind of an anthology. Almost each mm-hmm. episode has like this, cra- it's crazy unique. Mm-hmm. So one of them is like a, is a zombie apocalypse with a herd of bronchosaurus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then another one is an alien one, which George was, uh, was just uh, mentioning. And my friend Cody actually compared one to Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it is it is violent. <laughs> there is probably two sentences of dialogue that comes at the last episode so right. there's no dialogue like this show, they're conveying a lot though in their body language and the way they're interacting oh so like what's funny is it's actually kind of compared uh, we can float this with the green knight as the green knight tried to do that thing where it hung and it wasn't giving anything when this show hangs on a shot mm-hmm. there is a fucking reason yep. and the reason is even if you can guess where the reason's heading, you're not going to guess how they're going to make it look or how far they're going to take it. You just because the well, well, yeah, because one, the art style is so brash. Like it has this, like I mean, pr- when like the show's called Primal, this show is 
primal. Yeah. And but like whenever they hang on a shot, it is usually either spear or Fang's eyes. Mm-hmm. And because <laughs> when they hang on their eyes, it is because they are examining whatever this task is, and it's always life or death. Yeah. But when they hang on it. Like, you really feel them trying to calculate, like, mm-hmm. what the fuck do we need to do mm-hmm. to survive? Mm-hmm. And it, it just, it gives you that moment. So, like, in the Green Knight, when they hang on it, it's usually bracing you. Like, like okay, we're hanging on the shot so the audience can get ready because when this next thing happens, mm-hmm. it's going to happen quick and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be in your face. And the Green Knight didn't do it. When this show does it, they fucking go for it because they have to survive mm-hmm. this. Yep. And it is a it is it is beautiful. The the art in it is amazing. Totally. It's you know and like it's And why is a horror podcast talking about this? It's authentically scary in parts. Yes, it's and it's it, one of the best depictions of zombies I've seen in quite a while. And and and, and the gore in it is great. Um the music is awesome because totally. there's no like seriously half the dialogue is is spear going because <laughs> he's caveman. Like, Absolutely. Just, if he's not swinging a rock, he's throwing a spear. Yep. And then Fang roaring. Yep. Um, but the music in it, it's this like electric guitar kind of rock. Um, so I think there's like some symphonic stuff sometimes. But like it's just it's just a weird experiment of pure visual storytelling. Mm-hmm. That if, if, if you watch The Green Knight and they don't say shit, but they do a lot of things and nothing happens – Watch Primal. They won't say fucking anything <laughs> because one's a T-Rex right, right. and one's a caveman. Right. But the visuals that they show you will tell will, – will, will fill your brain will automatically fill it in and have a way better time. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, clearly it's going to be more entertaining. But it's also just as meaningful. I will fight for this thing. Like the Green Knight and it's – like fans think it's the new like greatest fantasy – movie ever made with like philosophy and intellectualism and whatever primal is also getting across meaning it's just too busy surviving <laughs> to spend a bunch of time telling you what the meaning is you got to put in the work as training day would have said <laughs> like you got to put in your own work here it's 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 there's meaning in there there's meaning in how far does a friendship go and how do your strengths complement each other and how do you even make it to the next moment if you're too busy. You can't learn the lessons from the things that just happened to you because there's no time to even think about that with the next thing, right? It's like those those game shows where they ask you really simple trivia questions like what's six times 30, but they're throwing like freaking firecrackers at you and like <laughs> dumping cold water buckets out of your head while they're asking you and you can't answer, right? These guys are constantly in that state, but they constantly have to answer life and death questions and decisions all the time. It is riveting. It I, well, I and, and what's funny is is you could watch I think each episode is like twenty something minutes and there's like ten episodes so I mean by the time you watch a Green Knight right you could have you could enjoy an entire season of this master oh yeah of a, yeah show. absolutely by the time by the time the Green Knight by the time the guy makes his journey to meet the Green Knight you could have watched twenty two episodes by of the Marvel. time yeah by the time the guy splooges <laughs> on his robe you could you could <laughs> you could get. You, you could have, you could, and I, I, I just, I gotta shout out this zombie dinosaur, man. This zombie dinosaur, it's was, it was so like cool and impressive, but also, um, like terrifying. Not in a, you walk out, uh, you know, at midnight, you got to walk down the street back home, and you're now you're looking around corners, or whatever, because you're not getting attacked by a zombie dinosaur. 
but it's just terrifying in its relentlessness. Right? It, yeah, and it's it, and that, its lack of understanding why it's even doing what it's doing. That episode is the best giant monster movie thing I've seen in since Clausel. Yeah, it's been it's been it's been a while. But like the last thing I just want to say about it is like you have this like art style that like it just it, there's like it's kind of rough, but in between like for example when they do a close up of like the the Brontosaurus who's you know, mm-hmm. zomb- zombified they do these like Ren and Stimpy-esque close up like when Ren and Stimpy would do a close up of something it was always fucking disgusting totally. like it would be like a some dude's you know face but you would see like 5 o'clock shadow and like a big pimple that's oozing that and would then, be the point, like yep. a booger would be hanging from his nose but it's all in like great detail totally. this show like throws those in at like the best pivotal points like whenever like they want you to understand why this thing sucks they throw that shot at you and you go oh that thing sucks <laughs> and then you're caught up to speed you're right there with Spirit totally Bang. but but and not to get to like whatever right but like if it, it because i'm so mad at the green knight right it's this it's the same level they're just not telling it to you so you're not hearing it and getting chapter titles about it so you have to like do your own work but if you do your own work and dig in here, you'll realize if anyone who's at home who has a cat, you're going to realize that if you do something or something startles your cat, your cat's eyes are going to go like Jack the Ripper Black. <laughs> yeah. The pupils are going to expand to the size of small planets, right? And their focus is their eyes are going to look super exaggerated and big and their focus is going to be super intense. Well, that is the perpetual state of being of these two characters. So when everything is like Gonzo zoomed in real close and like super big lightning bolt and super big cliff rock and super big sunburst. And so that's because it's their adrenaline and they're amped up and they're like, they're, they're doing that cat focus. Oh, I'm in danger or I need to catch my next meal thing. The art is reflecting what they're doing. Fuck you. Green Knight. <laughs> anyway, I'm so glad we ended on primal. Like I, I would have never brought it up on the show. And out of all the things I've watched recently, Oh, that was the thing uh, during Nick's summer movie extravaganza. Yes. I watched the entire season of primal, which mm-hmm. counts. Not a movie, no, but, but, it, it, def- but it definitely counts. I, if, I, if there was one thing to recommend, I bet by the end of this year, like when we do the hollow weekly awards, I'll oh, Primal like, will definitely be on a list of something for sure. I mean, it's that good. No doubt. It's, it's, a, it's, it's that good. It's absolutely that good. And it's also like it, it stands in for something. Sometimes when you're doing a list, especially in a, in a year when there's a lot of good stuff, right? You have to pick a stand in for something, right? I'm not the biggest slasher fan, especially modern slashers. You know, I, it, it's rare, like something like an Eden Lake will float up and I'll love it. But but like whatever not i'm not it's just i i slasher wasn't my genre originally so it's harder for me to get to it but i appreciate it when it's well done right but this this uh you know you got to pick one so like that one year i thought the best slasher i'd seen the whole year was strangers pray at night there were other slashers and they were probably just as good but like on my list i put that and i'm like you're just gonna (laughs) stand in for your group nothing else is primal will will either be its own thing or represent like a couple of really interesting things but no one else is taking primal spot right yeah the only thing that i mean primal is definitely something the only thing that's primal-esque in the sense of like it's a different um style of art is that stop motion film that everyone's talking about now yes mad god yes. i love that title by yeah, the way it's a great title that's a cool title it's a great title but it's that some guy who worked for industrial light and magic who worked on all the star wars movies mm-hmm. for the past 30 years one guy made a stop motion animation so interesting film. yep guillermo del toro called him a, a, 
a genius or something like I that. I love it. I love it. I love stories like that. So, so good. I'm excited to see that. So that should be interesting. Right. But there there be there might be a couple niche things, but Primal can represent all of them comfortably. You know, even if one better comes out, it'll be in the a group in a rare group of like interesting things. Now Green Knight will get replaced the next time I write watch like Law and Order SVU and they like find out that the actual, you know, killer is the the the, the lawyer who every thought was an upstanding system c- citizen who had no honor and I'd be like oh, well, oh a, hey, no honor but that was a better version of the no honor story <laughs> than the Green Knight you lost to SVU and Primal is going to win across the board all right no, so check out Primal and let us know what you think of these movies and I told Nick this just, just real quick I told Nick this in the car about a different subject but. I relish and love nothing so much as a convincing argument the other way than I feel. Yes, right? I was going to close So if there's that. a Green Knight argument that sells me on this, because the reviews I've seen told me things I knew. It looks great in parts, or the Green Knight's interesting. beautiful. Rowaning beautiful, or you know, not the night you would expect, which is also what happens when I get food poisoning, because that's not the meal I expect. Yeah, so, well, but, it's not the night either, because you wake up at 4.30. Right, not the night. Know, either, both but, ends. <laughs> right, but... But um, the reviews weren't convincing arguments. I was convinced that they enjoyed them, but they didn't tell me anything where I'm like, I got to go give this a second look because I'm like, as we've established, no one opens the way, doors for each other the anymore. The way people review this, you're right. Like, if I had to review The Green Knight the way – no, if I had to review pizza the way people were reviewing The Green Knight, they'd be like, circle of crust, <laughs> lots of marinara, right. and crispy pepperonis. Like, and you, some pineapple. Who expected pineapple? <laughs> sweet shouldn't work there. Who who knew sweet would work there? Did you know that? We didn't know that. It was inspiring. <laughs> and I'm like, you just described like what I saw, and they're like, yeah, and it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well please go. Well, yeah. add some more, please. I don't know. The reviews for it are. I feel like those reviews are fake. It's the only conclusion. <laughs> but my review. That's funny. Their reviews illegitimate. My review for Primal very legitimate. Don't question my authority. Wow. Don't question my authority, assholes. You have no honor. But 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 we do like. But we, we, I do I do like what we were talking of, of being proven wrong. Yes. And if we are wrong, give us. Let us know how wrong we are with the five star review. <laughs> That's unlikely. That's with a five. Anyone who loves the Green Knight is out there like no, no, one no, star no, or something. No, no. no. <laughs> write your review in the Apple thing, and then pretend that the review up top is how you would rate your own review, and then they would give it five stars because they think. It'd be let me great. let me let me take let me take this one. Okay, okay. Let me let me take this one. Let me get to hacking. Okay. So here's what we want you to do: we want you to leave in in a five star review a convincing any kind of convincing it doesn't even have to be an argument it could be like i really love this but not something super obvious like it looks great or joel Edgerton's a good actor but like like <laughs> he is though right, he is, he is he's right, right but there's, there's something he is he was awesome in black mass but there's the put something interesting in there and if it's in a five star review we will respond to it in our next episode or the episode after we see it if you put an interesting insight, but it's in a one-star review, we are not responding to it <laughs> ever. I'm gonna lose some sleep, but we're never gonna respond. Oh yeah, to I'll it. I'll look at it and I'll be like, <laughs> the username will be fake. It'll be like a bunch of ones and zeros, and then I'll just be like, God. The, but, the one time, the one time we did get a one-star review, I was like, that kind of makes us look more legit. Because when you got like a hundred yeah, five-star right, right. reviews, it, it looks like your mom your, reviewed your you a hundred times. Like, <laughs> you know, you get that one star, you're like, so, yeah, there's the real well, that's, deal. That's the one-star review was to get probably my mom. So. But yeah, that I, that I think if you put something interesting in there, we would love to respond to it because, and and I'm gonna be honest here, right? There, 
there are movies that grow on you. This one isn't going to, especially since it wants to. Green, fuck you, mm-hmm. movie. But um, especially since I don't think we dug enough into the fact that this movie hates us. It hates humanity. It hates you. While you're while you're kissing this movie's ass, this movie hates you. I promise you. At the heart of this movie is a misanthropy yet to be explored. But anyway, so the the, the if you leave something interesting, I, I, there's nothing better than responding to it. We'll give you a whole like segment of just. Whatever, especially if it's an argument. So hit us up. Oh, yeah, we do like arguments. We do. Well, I can't respond for five minutes if you're just like, you know, you guys didn't notice that um, that the Green Knight, the the Green Knight had the the Green Knight had a, you know, sigil on his shield that meant, you know. So like you guys actually don't notice, but it was the Green Knight who came on his robe. (laughs) Like, God damn it. we missed. Actually, I'll respond to that. (laughs) I'll respond to that one too. (laughs) I didn't see that coming. All right. right. Well, we'll talk to you guys later. Uh, Stay scary. Watch a bunch of horror movies. Not the Green Knight. Talk to you later. Bye. (laughs) Bye.